Welcome to the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. The Super Bowl has concluded. The season is over, and me and him went out on top, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man, the people in the room, welcome in to Ride the Line. Thank you. Thank you, Tanner. Thank you, everybody out there for tuning in. And hopefully, thank you for heeding our advice. We told you the Chiefs were going to win this game. It was a good day for me. Tanner, I know you were in Vegas, so I'm assuming you had some bets thrown down on this one. This ended up being one of my most successful betting days of the year. Props not so great, but the big hammer, the whale play was the Chiefs' money line, and they end up coming through in overtime. Yeah, it was definitely my biggest win of the season. Money line came through the props. I didn't go super heavy on them, but a few did come through. Travis Kelsey over 70 and a half yards. He had 91 in the second half. He had won the first, I believe. Um, the Pacheco was terrible last night, right? I didn't even look at that one. Pacheco didn't have anything. I I, really, I went 15 and a half for his longest rush. That did not smack at all. Um, Patrick Mahomes over 25 and a half rushing yards to hit with ease. His, one of his best rushing games of the season. That was great. Um, and then CMC had a hell of a night over 130 and a half. So it, it was a good night overall. Yeah, a couple of mine I did get hosed on. I had McCaffrey under 18 and a half attempts. That one bust in overtime. Um, and then what was another one? Oh, the Purdy. I had Purdy over 0.5 interceptions. There were a couple, same as like the Green Bay game. He threw a couple right to the Chiefs. They didn't end up coming away with them. Um, but like you, I didn't really go heavy with the props. I was all in on the Chiefs money line. That was the one I was backing the most. And just like a lot of Americans were. You know, Tanner, I think it's quite fitting actually that – this is another game in which the pros were on one side, like 90% of the pro betters were on the Niners, 80% of the public was on the Chiefs, and the public won again. That was a theme throughout the regular season. The public was beating the pros, and they did it again. So there were some big bets that came in on the Chiefs right toward kickoff. I saw yep. that. There was one at Circa that was like over a million on plus two. Um, it, it just comes down to, I think when Mahomes is an underdog, it makes sense why he's an underdog. Like statistically, he should be an underdog based on the teams. Like the Niners are the more talented team of the two if you just look at them. But you can't conceptualize or you can't, you can't, you can't set a line based on Patrick Mahomes is really good as an underdog, and he's he's the best quarterback, you know, one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. You can't set the line. You need to set the line on the team. So that's why he was a dog last night. But I'm just not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes, and the reason for that showed. I mean, he came through down the stretch. The offense struggled all night. They couldn't punch it in the red zone, but they found a way when it was most important. And we're going to break it all down on the show, Grant. Yep, 100%. I mean, Mahomes is an underdog. He's now 9-2 and two straight up when trailing by a touchdown or more in the playoffs. That's what that's like 80, I think it's 82%. Tom Brady, who's like the king of comebacks, has 49% in that situation. Mahomes at 82%. In all three Super Bowls he's won, he's been down by 10 points. Like, we talk about the physical abilities of this guy and his explosiveness. He's also more clutch right now than any player we've ever seen. And, you know, it's not just his physical tools. It's not just him having a big arm. It's his mental understanding, his way to manipulate defenses. And you know what I think was so fitting on that game-winning touchdown, the uh, the little side side route to um, 
uh, why am I blanking on the name, to McCole Hardman. That was the same route sort of that they won, um, that they exposed the Eagles with in the last Super Bowl. It was where they have the wide receiver start out wide, they bring him in motion across, they snap it, and he cuts back out to the corner. They had a touchdown to Kadarius Toney doing that against the Eagles, and they had one to Sky Moore, I believe. So it was kind of fitting that they brought that back for the final play of the game. Totally agree with that, guys. We're going to talk about the entire game. We're going to go through it all. Um, but before we do that, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Football season is over, but that does not mean we are over here. we got a lot more content coming at you guys, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and eventually baseball coming up. So make sure you do that. Like, share, do it. Check out WSN.com. And Grant, let's just start going through it. You want to start from just the, the first quarter? Yeah, so, um, I mean, this doesn't apply exclusively to the first quarter, but in the first quarter, it became apparent that we talked about going into this game, the Chiefs were probably the most physical team in the league. The, the Niners came back to life. You know, the over the last four games the Niners played, I think three of them were the, maybe arguably their three worst games of the season. That was not the case at all. I mean, the Niners were the aggressors in this one. Well, it was when it was three to nothing at one point. I looked around at the people I'm with and I said, this should be 14, 17 to nothing. Like the Niners were all over them. The Chiefs could not get any sort of momentum going. Um, they were able to force turnovers. If they don't, if McCaffrey doesn't give that ball away, then again, they're probably up even larger. So I in the first half, especially, and honestly throughout the game. I was saying to myself, there's really no reason the Niners shouldn't be winning this game. Like they were the aggressors. I, I'm interested if it looked like to hear if it looked like that to you as well. So every time the Chiefs never look good early. Like I, I, there's a lot of times in big games where they don't come out on top. Like in at the half, I think they ran a they ran a stat during the halftime show. With Mahomes is eight and two when trailing by seven plus points in the playoffs. Like he he's always seems to fall down a little bit. Um, but the Niners look like the much better team early on. However, even like going to the Bills game, like looking at the Bills against the the Chiefs, the Bills played better than the Chiefs in the first half, but it's still a close game. Like every time they're getting bl like blown out statistically, they're still keeping it close with the score. Um, so that's the thing. You never feel like the Chiefs are out of it because they're always within that like seven to 10 point range, even though it feels like it should have been 21 nothing last night. So, you know, first drive of the game, San Francisco comes out, absolutely dominates five plays 48 yards McCaffrey fumbles something we don't see and then the Chiefs offense just can't get going they go punt punt fumble punt field goal it was a terrible offensive first half yeah and, and if the Niners had won this game you know we can argue about if MVP was going to be Jawan Jennings which would have been ridiculous if it was or maybe it was going to be Christian McCaffrey but for me, that I know it's a collective. It wasn't one particular player, but the defensive line of the Niners all all game was outstanding. You know, it started with Chase Young getting that sack. I think Bosa might have had one as well, and then it was just their their um. You know, I mean, Tony Romo said it about twenty times during the broadcast. The rush lane integrity. Really, they they were holding Mahomes in the pocket. They weren't allowing him to create these plays, and they realized that if they couldn't beat their you know the guy they were one on one with, they were just going to hold right there. They're going to make sure they kept him pinned in and they weren't going to allow him to get outside create those big plays with his arms now later on he did 
uh, make big plays with his legs. And he was able to min- manipulate a little bit of that. But I think that was a huge part of what took Kansas City out of their flow. And then on top of that, they got no support from the run game. So San Francisco basically forced them into going one-on-one outside with those um, with those circumstances of Mahomes not being able to extend the plays. And they know the Niners receivers aren't good enough to be able to beat one-on-one coverage, press coverage right off the line of scrimmage. So it was a great defensive game plan from San Francisco. Yeah, it was. I mean, they looked really good to start the game off. Um, it, the moment that I was a little concerned was like, I mean, there were, there were a lot of moments. I'm not going to lie about that. But in the first half, the moment that I was concerned was like at the end when they drove the field and they kicked the field goal and they settled there. Like there were so many opportunities. It just seems like they weren't getting any separation. They weren't running the ball effectively at all. And Mahomes, did, like they didn't look like they wanted. I was saying to my buddy, like, this does not look like the same Chiefs team that we have seen throughout the playoffs. This looks like a Chiefs team that got smacked in the mouth and doesn't know what to do with themselves. Do you feel that way? Um, maybe not in those words. For me, it was more of this is just not a championship Chiefs team. You know, part of the reason we were so high on the Chiefs was they looked totally different regular season to postseason. They looked like the regular season version of themselves. I mean, I guess to your point, there wasn't as much physicality. Uh, the personal foul, they weren't dialed in mentally. They had some drops, you know, they, they weren't able to convert on third down. Like all of the markings of a championship team, none of them showed up. And so I was watching that game saying this is the showdown between a good team in Kansas City and a team that's ready to win a championship in San Francisco. So like you, you know, in that first half and again, throughout the whole game, I think you can say the Niners played better. No. And then um, coming out in the second, let's see the second quarter, would they go end of second quarter? So coming out of the half, you you see the graphic like down seven play eight and two when they're down seven plus they come out interception I don't even know what the hell he was thinking on that throw either so I'm not sure he was throwing it to Kelsey like they said on the broadcast I think he was going to MVS and he just didn't see the, the 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 guy who picked it off yeah he didn't see whoever he was throwing it to he didn't see it um so that didn't feel good there but credit to the um Chiefs they got the punt there after it that was that was saved the game no doubt about it that saved the game right there Well, both teams, like the whole night came down to effectiveness in the red zone. So looking at each team's red zone stats, the Niners were only one for two. Like, uh, realistically, I know the Niners played well. Like the Niners played better than the Chiefs as a whole when you when you really break it down. But San Francisco was not great either. It was just like the Chiefs just kept shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, the Chiefs were one for they fumbled five times. Yeah, they, it, it was terrible. I mean, they, they so the Chiefs won the so the turnover battle was even, but the Chiefs were two for six in the red zone. They were one for five going into that final drive. They could have put it away early. The Niners were only in the red zone twice. Um, they also, too, what was up with Kyle Shanahan not running the ball with Christian McCaffrey throughout the entire game? Like, it worked early. Then he went away from it from the majority of the game till overtime. Yeah, I, I I mean, I kind of, I don't want to say I expected that a little bit, um, but I expected Kyle Shannon to have some sort of questions in some shape or form. Um, I think we talked about it on the show. When he's been up big in the playoffs, he's crumbled. And then when he comes from behind, he's practically been unable to. So I think he was going to be in his own head no matter what happened. You know, I wasn't guaranteeing that it was going to be in the form of McCaffrey not getting carries, but I thought you were going to see something questionable happen. And that did end up happening. He wasn't even coming from behind though. Like he, they were in the driver's seat the entire night. Like the it, he could have ran the ball with McCaffrey all night long, and 
the Chiefs had no answer for it. I mean, I know McCaffrey only had 3.6 yards per carry, but it's it's hard. It, it, was, to, it was three, four yards every carry. Yeah, it, and it was it's hard, too, at the same time. Like, when you're running the ball with him consistently, like, it's easier to get going versus, okay, like, now we're going to go back to the run. We're going to run it once every five, six plays instead of, like, let's just pound it. Because Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy was fantastic. Like, Brock Purdy is a – he's a good quarterback. He's he's good enough to win a Super Bowl with this team, um, but the the meat and potatoes of this team is the the run game, and they just didn't use it enough. So I want to push back on Brock Purdy being fantastic. Uh, he did not play a bad game at all, in my opinion. He was good. He, he, he was, was good, good enough to win. He was definitely good enough to win the game. I disagree. So for me, the reason I disagree, first of all, he only completed 60% of his passes. Like he missed, a, there were a lot of throws. There was a crossing route to Ayuk. There was a deep ball to the end zone. It was either Ayuk or Debo, I forget. There was the his final pass that he misses to Juwan Jennings because the pressure ends up getting to him. But there were a lot of pitch and catches that he missed out there. And there were a couple of those big plays where, you know, it's holding him to an extremely high standard. And I want to make myself clear. I think he played well. I'm not saying he played bad. But when you're trying to beat Mahomes, you have to make one or two. There's one or two throws you just got to make. It doesn't matter if they're MVP level throws. You got to make them. And he didn't end up making them. And I think that's ultimately kind of what ended up costing them because Mahomes was the MVP when he needed to be. And he was doing it with his legs sometimes, but he was still excellent. Purdy, again, good game. But 60% completion percentage, no real deep shots, um, didn't make any huge plays. I thought in a lot of ways they hid him. I mean, a lot of a lot of his stuff was out of the play action, no real deep shots, anything like that. Only a couple tight window throws. It, it was it was a classic purdy game for me. It was they wanted him to be a game manager, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Tom Brady was a game manager for most of his career. But he didn't make the big plays when he needed to to win the game, in my Did opinion. Did you say Tom Brady was a game manager most of his career? That's preposterous. Come on. He was. About- what? Tom Brady was not a game manager. For for a lot of his career, yeah, he was. Tom, Brady's one, Tom Brady is in Mahomes are now the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Great. You can't say he's a game manager. Get out no, of here. Brady is the greatest football player of all time, and he was a game manager for a while. I don't know, game man. That's, that's a little bit of a stretch. I mean... He threw, he threw touchdowns in his first three Super Bowl rings or something like that. I know, but he's still the greatest quarterback of all time. He is, say. for sure. I'm not arguing that. Game, don't put game. Don't 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 put that blast. Tanner, 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 of- Tanner, Tanner. In the playoffs, the, the, whole, the Patriots' whole game plan was we're going to play defense for three quarters. Brady's going to throw for 70 yards. And then in the fourth quarter, he's going to be great. Yeah, that, but game, that, a game, game manager, manager is a guy that can't go out and win the game. for. Like, Brady would go out and win the game for the Patriots in the fourth quarter. That's not a game manager, Grant. No, Brady was – Brady – all right. That's Brady blast, was a game manager. Brady managed games. How about that? He managed games well, and, he, and he'd go win games in the fourth yes, quarter. Yes, 100%. Like, not arguing. That's, that's blasphemy. Um, anyways, so the, I, I mean, Brock Purdy did what he was supposed to do. And, and the biggest, the biggest problem for teams going against the chiefs, when you get the chance to close the door on them, you have to, there's been opportunities really for the Ravens. There's been opportunities for the bills, the Ravens and the Niners to shut the door on the chiefs. Like the chiefs go cold on offense for a while and they keep punting and giving the ball back. And nobody can seem to go up by two scores when they need to go up by two scores or go up by three scores when they need to go up by three scores. It's, it goes back to the Bills game. Like 
the Bills were in control of that Chiefs game for a good chunk of it. But when they started getting the ball late in the game, you're like, you can't keep leaving the door open for Mahomes. Eventually, he's going to strike. That's what they did in overtime. Um, that's what they did to really close out the game. Um, so that's the biggest thing. With the Chiefs, I, I don't know if it's about making all the throws. I mean, it is. But you got to put them away. Like, the Chiefs are going to give you chances to put them away. But you got to take advantage of them. And nobody's been able to do that in the playoffs. And that overtime drive, especially, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's Purdy's fault. I'm not saying it's McCaffrey's fault, Shanahan's fault. I mean, Purdy missed the throw to Jennings, but the, the pressure got there. Whatever you want to say, whoever's fault it is, you have to score on, you have to score a touchdown on that overtime drive. You're inside the 10 yard line. If you don't score, you are giving the ball to Patrick Mahomes and you're saying, go win the game. That is the worst possible thing. Going back to the Brady conversation, what what is the worst thing you want to happen? What's the bottom of the list? Give Tom Brady the ball at the end of the game and tell him go win the game because he's going to go win the game. You have to get a touchdown there. That drive should have been over inside your own 25, and you get a holding call 10 seconds after the play is dead on third and 13. So you get a first down off of that. Then Purdy, great throw over the middle, Diuk. You get it to the 50-yard line. McCaffrey, um, oh, Purdy makes another great play, right? Was this the one where he throws it to McCaffrey and McCaffrey no. runs up the left side? And yeah, then well, yeah, that would mean McCaffrey's just making a play. You got to make a tackle there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Great play by McCaffrey. And then a play we were talking about before we started recording, that Purdy roll out to the right, extend the play, little sidearm off bounce, throw to huge check up the side. That's a phenomenal play. I, you know, again, I want to make sure I give Purdy his credit because I've been labeled a Purdy hater. That's a phenomenal play. But once you're there at like the 12, 13 yard line, you have to score. You have to put it away. You've got the run game working. The Chiefs defense has been on the field for like seven minutes at this point. They're reeling. You got 10 yards. You have to score. You just have to. Yeah. All right. So let's go to let's go to overtime here. We get to overtime. Um, by the way, Harrison Bucker should have been the MVP too. He was he all both kickers are really good. Um although, although that blocked extra point huge. Again, another thing: the Niners win the game most likely if they make the extra point. Yeah, because now the Chiefs don't need three; they need a touchdown to to take the lead. So that was big. But both kickers were huge. Bucker ice in his veins. I mean, he was fantastic. Um, but looking at overtime, so the Niners, whatever, go down the field, they get their three points. Once they settle for three, I'm like, we have a chance here, but I wasn't super confident because the Chiefs were also one for five in the red zone. But I keep telling myself, I'm like, okay, we win or lose this game. Like, this is the reason we bet on Patrick Mahomes right here. If I was, he I was through, supremely confident. I had no you, doubt. You thought he was going to score a touchdown? For sure. 100%. I, I thought no there doubt. was a good chance. I thought there was a good chance, but I was like, the, the offense has been terrible the entire I thought they would definitely get three. I was just like, if they lose the game, so be it. Like, you want this is the situation why you bet on the Chiefs. This is why you use this exactly what you want as a Chiefs better. You want Patrick Mahomes to have the opportunity to end the game. And he did that. Um, fantastic on that last drive and they found a way to, to, to get it done. They were, it was so surprising that they won though. They didn't have, even have Gatorade ready for Andy Reid. Purple Gatorade, by the way, purple Gatorade caches. Shout out to everybody with the purple Gatorade ticket. Um, yeah, it was just it, that final drive by Mahomes. It was, it, it was everything that you saw from Brady for 23 years. And, you know, we're seeing it happen again. It's just making plays. I mean, Brady didn't use his legs as much, but Brady was going to find a way, even if it was a conventional way to get the win. Mahomes with that, you know, he had like multiple 20-yard runs on that final drive. 
Um, and then he ends up getting the wide open throw to McCole Hardman. It, it was just a great drive by them. Um, you know, totally, totally pressurized situation. Doesn't get, get any bigger than that. And they end up coming through. Yeah. I mean, what a game. Mahomes deserved the MVP for sure. Um, Kelsey, big half in the second half. It was just, it was just a typical Chiefs win. Like they're not going to look good. They're not going to look good at all. And then they find a way to come through because of Patrick Mahomes. So, um, I think looking at the future, I think the San Francisco team is going to be good in the coming years. I do think they'll get a Super Bowl. I don't know when it's going to be. Um, the Chiefs need to get knocked out of the playoffs for that to happen. But going back to Brock Purdy, like considering he was Mr. Irrelevant and this is his first year as a full-time starter, like it's very impressive what he's done for this team. And, and McCaffrey is one of the best players in the NFL as well. So I, I think the 49ers, are, they are the favorite right now to win the Super Bowl next year. I don't know if they're going to win it, but um, they're going to be good for the coming years, as long as Kyle Shanahan can like figure it out. Are the Niners actually the sportsbook favorite to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think plus 550. Chiefs are like plus 750. You can't list the Chiefs as the favorite, though, because like it gets well, you harder. Have to. It's, it, the Super Bowl winner is always the favorite. I'm I'm kind of shocked. No, because it's like you can't get better. You know what I'm saying? Like the three, how, how many, have, has anyone ever three-peated in the NFL? No, they have not. Never. So that's that's why you can't list them as a favorite. Probably. It gets harder and harder to get back. And like you don't know what's going to happen with Andy Reid. And Andy Reid didn't seem like he was retiring at all in his post-game press And Kelsey but. said, I'll see you all next year. So I think he's back too. Yeah. So well, you probably look at the Chiefs. Like this was the worst Chiefs team of all time, basically. Like they were not, they were not a great Chiefs team. Defense came out of nowhere a little bit. They had no weapons at all, and they still came through. It's the first time in NFL history the team that led the league in drops won a Super Bowl. By the way, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a, it was a wild game. It was an awesome game to watch. It was, it was exactly like everything played out. All the sharp money was on the San Francisco 49ers. It looked good for the 49ers, and then Patrick Mahomes got the ball. It's like this is. If you bet against Patrick Mahomes, you deserved it last night. You really did. Like I going into the game, there was no doubt that Niners were the better team statistically, and that's why they were the favorite. But it Patrick Mahomes came through, and that that's why we bet on him. Yeah, that's what we said on Friday. Like you know, when we we were not surprised to see those big money bets on the Niners because the Niners were the better team. And you know, when the sharps place their bets, a lot of the times they're not picking; they have algorithms, and you know, it spits it out and says, you know, this is the team. If you want to look at like EPA or, or whatever whatever advanced analytics you like, the Niners are probably better than the Chiefs. But for the experience, the fact that you have the best player, the better coach. And by the way, Andy Reid, shout out, because the adjustments, the Chiefs defense came out with their hair on fire in the second half, and the offense did finally find some rhythm. So Andy Reid, Steve Spagnola, underrated components of this turnaround in the second half. But this is why you bet on the Chiefs, like you said. When you're at the end of the game, and, and again, harsh on Brock Purdy, I understand, but when you're in overtime and you can get Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes, who do you want? It's obviously Patrick Mahomes. But Purdy, like you said, I do want to touch on this point. So Purdy, um, he was a rookie last year. I don't know how long his contract is for. I would assume three or four years. However long he's on that, that's the 49ers championship window. When you have to pay him, well, well first of all, when you have to pay him, Trent Williams is probably going to be retired by then or he's not going to be dominant. Um, you might have to lose Debo or Kittle or one of these, Ayuk, one of those guys as well. Um, you're going to have McCaffrey, but, you know, Purdy, Purdy making 40, $50 million a year, and you're taking away that money from the rest of your roster. 
that's when I think the Niners, they're probably going to step out of Super Bowl readiness um, unless Purdy continues to ascend. I think he's going to get better. I don't think he's going to become like a top five, top seven quarterback. Um, but I guess we'll wait and see. But anyway, the next two th- two years or so, like that's the 49ers championship window to me. If it's going to happen with this iteration of the team, it's got to happen next year or the year after, but most likely next year. Yeah, I, I agree with that because they're going to have less cap space once they have to pay him. Final question, Grant, before we sign off here. What was your play of the game? Uh, oh, like my – wait, uh, well, sorry. You're not talking about my betting play. You're talking no, about like, – No, what was your play of the game? Like what was the, the – there? there's two plays that stick out in my mind in this game, so I want to see if we have the same ones. Okay, well, I mean – I, I, the, the, the easy answer for me is the blocked extra point, but that's that's kind of boring. Um, for me, the play of the game, I will I will I'll say it's that I think it's um, I think it's the fourth down coming out or third down coming out of the two minute drill. The Chiefs bring seven or eight. Steve Spagnuolo blitzes. Trent McDuffie comes on a disguised corner blitz, ends up swatting the pass. If the Niners get the first down there, they're able to take a minimum of 80 seconds off the clock. That would mean mean Mahomes gets the ball probably about 30 seconds left, no timeouts, having to drive. They probably don't score there. Um, Niners get at least a field goal, maybe even a touchdown, and the game's pretty much over in the fourth quarter before overtime. So for me, it was probably that play. That was mine as well. And then the other one that I was thinking of, the fourth and one in the drive of overtime when they ran the uh, the read option and then he could have gave it to Kelsey or ran it. I thought that was a that was a great play call. The play calling in those big spots and then the, the read option they ran with him early in the game was just unbelievable. But my play was that that third down because if they get that, game's probably over. Yeah, I mean, it is. Like, you know, Mahomes is phenomenal, obviously, but – like short of that 13 second touchdown drive against the Bills, like it's it's just not gonna happen. And without any timeouts having to go the full length of the field, you know, as as amazing as Mahomes is, I don't I don't think he gets that done. No, so that was definitely our play of the game. Glad we're aligned there, Grant. Well, football season is over. It's sad, but we went out on top, guys. If you listened to Ride the Line, you would have went out on top too. Grant, why don't you take us out of here? Guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Ride the Line and this episode or this season of NFL on Ride the Line. But Tanner and I are going to be here talking NBA, college basketball. March Madness is around the corner. We got spring training in the MLB around the corner as well. So make sure that you guys like the video and subscribe to the channel so you never hear us missing out when we are posting. We will catch you all in the next episode of Ride the Line.